0: Me, Switched up, was down on me. Now am with me. Now stuck. else hating every time I look up. Can't keep me down. What up, doe? It's your man Tariq a back for another episode of Wild Live with Tariq, the most unapologetic podcast in the game. And y'all already know what time it is. We about to turn it up on you niggas like my part coming. Man, listen. Uh I gotta figure out a way to get these episodes out while I'm on the road. That's my biggest issue, people. That's my biggest issue. Y'all know I be hitting y'all with the episodes every motherfucking week, but since I've been doing uh, CDL shit, driving, getting my truck driver, uh, fucking Lewis and Clark uh, exploration through the country on, it's just been very, very difficult, you know, to get these episodes to y'all uh, consistently. But I'm going to figure it out. Either I'm just gonna take this shit on the road with me and, and just drop it like that. I really didn't want that. I really don't want to be taking my computers and shit like that on the road, but it looks like I'm, I'm just gonna fucking have to. You know what I'm saying? Because I still have so much dope content to get out to y'all, and I be thinking of shit while I'm on the road and I be wanting to drop it, but then I gotta wait till I come home. Then when I get back to the crib, I got a million fucking things I gotta do. And it's just a lot, but you know, we're gonna figure that shit out, inshallah. We're gonna figure it out. <clears throat> but uh, you know, cause your man gonna keep it coming, man. Wallah. We're gonna keep it coming. Y'all been rocking with me. Uh we on season fucking three. I cannot believe it. I cannot fucking believe it. We on season motherfucking three. Uh y'all really been supporting. I got my motherfucking Spotify numbers back, and I could not believe the response. That the podcast has been getting man like um i'm truly grateful you know for the motherfuckers who fuck with me all over the motherfucking world globally you know what i'm saying five countries fucking with me you know what i'm saying (laughs) Uh, numbers growing more and more all the motherfucking time each week is getting better than the last so more and more people fucking with me so this episode here right um since, since the Dave incident, and that's, that's just what we're going to coin that, the Dave incident, right? So since the Dave and the 15 Minutes of Fame and the going viral, I've, I've gotten a lot more followers to the podcast, right? A lot more followers on all my social media platforms, and I got a lot more followers on my podcast, especially, right? So a lot of y'all are new, and y'all really don't know, like, who the fuck I am, but y'all don't know anything about me. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all may not have been here from the beginning of the journey. <clears throat> and I'm just going to assume that you didn't go back and listen to all the fucking episodes, right? You know what I'm saying? So you may not know much about me. So for this particular episode, I went on my Instagram, and I asked the people to send me questions to answer, right? So that's what this episode is going to be. Is it's going to be a get-to-know-me Tarek q right? So now the people who don't know me are going to get a chance to know me, through some questions that I got from Instagram. You know what I'm saying? My Instagram followers asked the questions <coughs> that they wanted me to answer on the podcast. And that's exactly what the fuck I'm about to do. So here you go. <coughs> uh now the questions came from all types of different people. But I so I, I just picked out the best ones, right? Like really good questions, you know, not no superficial shit, you feel me? I picked out some really, really good questions. Questions that I thought were good. So this that's what we're about to get into, right? <coughs> So, uh, question one, it says, and this is from a female, she says, why do you feel like integration was the worst thing that happened to black people? Now, out the gate, y'all see, they coming heavy, right? So, I I, uh, I actually wrote a paper about this in college, but this person has been following me for a while, and I believe, I don't even think I said this on the podcast. I may have just said this uh, in a post, in a social media post somewhere, or she heard me say it or she saw me say this somewhere. Uh so that's why that's why she asked this question. She says why do, why do I believe integration was the worst thing to happen to black people. And I absolutely believe that integration was the worst thing to happen to us after slavery, right? So slavery by far the worst atrocity committed against black people. But after that it would be uh <clears throat> integration. Uh like, "Damn, that's crazy as hell. Like why would you think integration is the worst thing?" You know what I'm saying? Because black people forgot who our enemy was. We forgot in integration that we had to open and declare enemy ever since we got on these shores in 1555. They're going to tell you it was 1619, but it wasn't. Uh, Africans were uh, kidnapped from the continent of Africa and <clears throat> began getting transported for the purposes of slavery in 1555. So uh and once we integrated, uh, you know, the civil rights bill, and integration and, you know, the separate but equal type shit, you know, all those landmark decisions. And it's crazy, I'm recording this on MLK Day, right? It was Martin Luther King Day today. You know, and uh, you know, nineteen sixty five, the Civil Rights Act and all that shit, you know, desegregation of all that bullshit. But in that moment we forgot that we had an open and declared enemy. <clears throat> we forgot that fucking history because now we could eat at their restaurants. Now we can sleep at their hotels. You know, now we can use their restrooms and drink from their fountains, you know, and shit like this and once that happened, black businesses tanked. So before this, you know, we couldn't go. So when when Martin Luther King used to go travel through the south to go through his uh his speeches and his protests and shit. You know, the South was... Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, all this shit, shit was heavily seg- segregated. He couldn't sleep in their hotels. So he would have to sleep at people's crib, you know. Like, uh, Mar- uh, yeah, go come stay with the church pastor down here in Alabama and blah, blah, blah. You know, and, uh, you know, we he couldn't go to their fucking restaurants and black people traveling couldn't go to these motherfucking restaurants, you feel me? So there had to be a black substitute we had our own bus station we had our own you know our our own bus system we had our own taxis we had our own grocery stores we had our own restaurants we had our own hotels you know what i'm saying bed and breakfasts and shit like that you know what i'm saying but the moment integration happened all of those businesses tanked because the white man's ice is colder i know we've all heard that saying before you know, now I can go spend my money with this motherfucker. I don't need to spend my money with them. I don't need to spend my money with people that look like me because now I have the the ability to go spend my money elsewhere, to take my black dollars and exit them motherfuckers out the community as quickly as fucking possible because I can. So that's why I believe it was the worst thing that happened to us because it made us forget who the fuck we were, and who they have been to us since this country's inception. Hope that answers your question. <clears throat> question number two, does pro-black mean anti-white? This is a really, like I said, all of these are good questions. I ain't going to keep saying this is a good question, but this is an excellent fucking question, right? One, no, it doesn't. No, pro-black does not mean anti-white, Right uh but it, it it wouldn't be a problem if it did to me so just because i'm for this doesn't mean i'm against that but you have to understand and, M- and malcolm said it beautifully right so when, when 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 Caucasian people say like do you do you hate white people and shit so he like he say, it's such an unfair question that's like that's like a a asking the grape victim do you hate me you know what I'm saying it's like you done fucked over me for so long and now you worrying about if I hate you or not motherfucker I have every right to hate you you know what I'm saying. If you walk up and slap the shit out of me, I got every right to hate you. If you walk up and you kick my kid, I got every right to hate you. If you're constantly fucking over me, why, what's wrong with me hating you? See, I hate the way the world is set up now. See, so, so we've become so polite that we're, we're no longer real. We can't tell the truth about anything because we're trying not to hurt each other's feelings. Right. So feelings matter more than the truth in today's world. And I fucking hate that. That's why I hate this planet. Right. So if you wrong me, I'm not a magnanimous person. I'm not a very forgiving person. If you wrong me, I hate you. Right now, me, my pro blackness don't have anything to do with me hating you. My pro blackness is to let little black boys and girls and black women and black men know how fucking dope we are and to bask in that dopeness. Me hating you is Taric. That's that's personal. Fuck you for what you've done. For your pattern of behavior, it's fuck you now and forever. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no forget. I ain't that turn the other cheek. I don't, I'm not going to be the bigger person. I'm too short to be the bigger person. And the high road was built by whole ass niggas. I'm not taking the high road. You fuck over me, it's up bitch ass nigga. So no pro black does not mean anti-white, but to me, it wouldn't be a problem if it did. Next question, what is your version of the American dream? I don't have one. Uh I'm 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 born and raised in Detroit, right? Detroit, Michigan, you know, United States. I'm a sit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm born and raised here. But I have the luxury of, I have I have a couple of luxuries, right? And a couple of those luxuries is because of where I was born, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Western world, you know what I'm saying? In the U.S. But I have the luxury of knowing my history and traveling. So I've been places and I study history. So I don't give a damn about this country. And I can say that wholeheartedly. Meaning every fucking word I just said. Fuck America. I, do, I, I don't like this country. Never have. I'm, 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 I, I don't understand black patriots. I don't, I, I, I don't. Black people that are patriotic, they're mind-boggling to me. How could you love a country that has shown you for over 400 years how much they despise your existence? How? So I don't give a fuck about the American dream. Fuck America. I I do not like this country. So I don't have a version of the American dream. The version of my of my American dream would be to get the fuck out of America, and don't be like, oh, so why you ain't left yet? I got my passport. I've I've traveled, and it's in the works. Fuck this country. You know, will I? Uh, Will I enjoy the benefits that I have of being a citizen? Absolutely. But I don't give a fuck about, I ain't that, yeah, America, the great man, fuck these niggas. And they going to get what they got, what what Malcolm say? The chickens going to come home to roost? You know, Rome fell. You know, it's inevitable. But uh, next question is, in a relationship, what's more important, compassion or ambition? Uh, I believe ambition is more important for the man in the relationship and compassion is more important for the woman in the relationship. So what do I mean? Uh, If you have a, a, a man who's stagnant or who's content, then wherever you are that day, that's where you'll continue to be. The relationship won't grow. Because he he has no ambition. He what the fuck is he getting up going hard for? Nah, I'm he's comfortable where he is. So you ha- so to that woman in that relationship, you have to already be okay with where you are, with no hopes of getting any further or, or being more. Because that man lacks ambition, right? But if you have an ambitious man, it don't matter where you are today, because you know that this nigga gonna get out here and go hard. And he gonna grind and he gonna get y'all to a better place later on, right? So if you're okay with, with where you are, because you, you may be comfortable, you may have a comfortable existence in your relationship, so you don't need an ambitious man. But if you're not comfortable, if you're not in that place where you want to be currently, then your man definitely needs to be ambition, ambitious, and he needs to be not only ambitious, but he needs to be putting in the motherfucking work. Because i seen a quote that said, a vision without uh, execution is just hallucination." A vision without execution is just a hallucination. So you can have all these extreme, you know, goals, and you know all these glorious, you know, all the fuck. But if you ain't putting in no more fucking work, then you just hallucinating. You daydreaming. That's it. So, I amid mean, the man in a relationship definitely needs to be ambitious, and the woman uh, needs to be compassionate because she's gonna have to understand. You know, I I believe women have to be more understanding in a relationship, you know, because because of how they were raised and because of how how men are. Right. So a a woman may want certain things, but this nigga don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? And he's not going to get it right all the fucking time. So she's going to have to have the compassion to. All right. Let me look over this nigga's faults and, you know, blah, 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 because he's getting us to where the fuck we need to be. So I believe compassion for the woman and ambition for the man. <clears throat> what is your biggest accomplishment so far? Uh, I haven't accomplished it yet. Now, you know, I've done some dope shit. I ain't going to cap. You know what I'm saying? I've done some dope shit. But my biggest accomplishment so far will probably be staying out of prison. Other than that, I haven't accomplished it yet. So. And it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 It's the POV, you know what I'm saying, type shit. So from the outside looking in, it just seemed like I'm like, you know, and and, and I, ain't, I ain't on no cocky shit. I'm just being real. Like, motherfuckers like, oh, nigga, you killing that because I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Damn, you doing this. Damn, you doing that. Congratulations, Rick. Blah, 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 blah. You doing this. But to me, I ain't doing enough. You know, everybody else like, oh nigga, you uh, you doing this, you doing that, you doing this, you just man, you just doing this, you started this, you blah blah blah. I ain't doing. I'm not halfway to where the fuck I want to be. You know what I'm saying? So, like I say, from the outside looking in, it just seems like I'm accomplishing this incredible shit. But to me, this shit mid. You know what I'm saying? This shit mid. This this light. Wait till you see the shit that I that I want to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Fuck what you saw thus far. These ain't even fucking goals. These is just on the way to goals. Like I was telling motherfuckers, driving trucks ain't my goal. Fuck no. My goal ain't to be a fucking truck driver. This is just something, another stepping stone to get me to the actual goal. Wait till you see the goal. This is just another step. Quitting my job was just another step. That wasn't the goal. Getting my CDL wasn't the goal. Starting the podcast wasn't the goal. Wait till you see the actual goal. Y'all just witnessing the steps to the goal. These ain't the goals. My goals are mind you fucking mental. And I'm going to crush them bitches too. Just like I'm crushing the steps. But it takes each step, each step, each step. How do you accomplish a really big task? Turn it into a bunch of little ones. How do you accomplish a really big task? Turn it into a bunch of little ones. And knock them bitches down one by one. And you're going to look up and you done built the whole fucking wall. You done traveled the whole fucking mile one step at a time. But y'all applauding the steps. That ain't the goal. But I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it. But me, like I said, I, to me, I ain't doing enough. You know, uh, staying out of prison has been, you know, a hell of an accomplishment because t- statistically I wasn't supposed to. So uh, I came home from prison in 2010, 2010. So it'll be 13 years in July that I've been home from prison. <laughs> uh, and according to the recidivism rate, I was supposed to have been back in prison several times by now. And I ain't been back Once. And I ain't going back, (laughs) goddammit. Unless I have to. So, uh, uh, this is a a, a two-part question. So, red pill, go back and change the situation from the past. Or blue pill, change the situation in the future. Uh, I would do the red pill. Right? And the event that I would go back and change in the past is I would love to see what black people in the world would look like if we would have killed the motherfuckers that came to enslave us instead of inviting them in. So there's a group of uh, people, uh, the Santelese people, they live in the island in, uh, out in the Pacific, and any, anybody that steps on their land, they kill them. They have never been colonized, they have never been conquered, and they've never left that fucking island. Anybody who steps foot on that island dies, right? So, and these motherfuckers got spears and, you know, and they just fish and they hunt on the island and they don't fucking leave. I would love to see what the fuck Africa and African people (coughs) would look like if that's how we would have greeted the motherfuckers that came to enslave us. So that's the event that I would go back. So definitely Red Peel and kill the colonizers. I wonder how the world would look. Next question is Is your current life the way you thought it would be? Again, excellent. F- See, I chose dope ass questions, man. Y'all, one, y'all asked some great questions. So shout out to the people that asked the questions. And two, I chose some fucking dope questions, right? So <clears throat> is my life the way I thought it would be? Currently, so that would, that's a, it depends on when you ask me that question, right? Because is my life the way I thought it would be when I was 19? No, because I didn't think I would make it to almost 40. And, you know, I started selling crack at 13 years old. You know, by the time I was 15, I was fully immersed in the streets. I didn't think I was going to make it to 21, let alone 39, which I am currently. So I didn't foresee my life at 39 when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17. So I can't say, yeah, my life is exactly the way I thought it would be. I didn't think I would have a life. You know what I mean? Then at 21, I go to prison. And I wasn't in prison thinking about... When I'm forty, I was 21. I wasn't thinking about what you're gonna be doing when you're 40. I was I was thinking about tomorrow and what the fuck I'm gonna do the day I get out. But if you asked if you would ask me this question at 30, at 30 or 35, is my life the way I thought it would be? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yes, but like I say, I still have more to go. I still have more to accomplish, right? I'm not done. So it's not like all right, yeah, this the this the ending chapter. No, this is really just the fucking beginning. You know what I'm saying? Uh men don't reach their prime earning potential until forty five. We don't we're not at the pinnacle of our social socioeconomic status until forty five. You know what I'm saying? That's why you can't run to your president until you're forty five. You know what I'm saying? So like where, where you're not there yet, so I'm still not there yet. But like I say, it just depends on when you asked me that question. Is my life the way I thought it would be? It depends on when you asked me. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm killing this shit currently. I'm killing. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm fucking this life shit up right now. No cap. <laughs> All right, next question: best and worst state you've been to so far. So. 50 states, I've been to 45 of them. The only states I have left to go to are Alaska, Oregon, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. The other 45 I have been to. Uh, So the best and the worst state. The worst state, everybody know, everybody from Michigan know, the worst fucking state in the world is Ohio, right? Fuck Ohio. So Ohio sucks, but West Virginia sucks more, and West Virginia is really is really really bad. Like it's really fucking bad. Uh, West Virginia, Ohio. I ain't gonna lie, like those middle states, like motherfuckers would be like, like you you would never believe that Utah is as beautiful as as it is or Idaho. So this was my first time in Idaho last week. And, you know, I'm thinking fucking potatoes. You know what I'm saying? I I know this is where uh, the fucking potatoes come from that makes the McDonald's fries from Idaho. Like, that's all I'm thinking about is potatoes. It was so many motherfucking lakes and mountains in Idaho. It was ridiculous. And it was ridiculously beautiful, right? Same shit with Montana. Montana's beautiful. North Dakota is fucking beautiful. Utah is Arguably the most beautiful state I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so the worst. I, I'm I'm still leaning towards West Virginia. I think West Virginia is the worst state in the country. I think it just needs to go back to Virginia. Like, and 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 they there have been you know like uh what what do you call them? They tried to get back to Virginia because they, they, it's such a poor fucking state. So if you have ever been there, you know it uh it's just a mountainside. The whole fucking state is mountains, which makes it difficult to navigate. So you can be three miles from a place, but it'll take you 20 miles to get there because you have to navigate these mountains. It's not a straight shot anywhere. So, in, in, in the, the terrain, is the reason why the state hasn't grown. And, you know, business and economy and drug use and all of that shit. West Virginia is fucked up. Uh, surprisingly, New Mexico is really fucked up as well. Mexico's really bad. Like it's 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 really it's a really, really poor state. And it's beautiful, fucking desert. It's beautiful, but it's it's really fucking poor. So yeah, I'm th- I'm th- I think I'm gonna stick with West Virginia as the worst. Best state I've been to. I don't really like whole states. I like cities. I don't really like whole states. So best state I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. It's gonna sound crazy. It's fucking Texas. I love Texas. I love Texas. It's some wild laws. Don't get it. It's some fucked up wild laws. But they have no income tax. And it's fucking huge. You can drive for 13 hours and still be in Texas. Texas is enormous. It's fucking enormous. No income tax. You get a lot of fucking land. You know, uh, it's it, it's an amazing state. It's an amazing state. Texas might be the best state I've been to. Cities? Now, if you ask me this question again and ask me cities, it's going to take me forever. I've been to so many dope-ass cities. But, you know, so, like, motherfucker be like, what's your favorite city? Miami. Like, but Florida's trash. Miami's excellent. You know? Or Philadelphia's amazing. Pennsylvania sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit you feel me like fuck california LA is nice you know what i'm saying <laughs> LA is low key trash uh LA is really fucking trash i go lie uh i i was i was fucking shocked at how how weak LA was fuck LA uh <laughs> yeah take me to the bay take me to the beach fuck LA uh but yeah te- Texas is probably the best and West Virginia is definitely the worst So, next question. Celebrity crush. Who is my celebrity crush? Well, so I have four. I have four. I have a top four. I'm going to have to round it off with a fifth one because it just sounds better. But right now I have four. So, my number one, number, no, I'm I'm, going to give you my number one last. So, number four will be Remy Ma. I love Remy Ma. She's fucking beautiful. I love that skin. I love her hood-ass attitude. So, Remy Ma is my number four. Uh, Carisha, Young Miami, (laughs) is number three. I'm in love with her. Carisha's the shit. Uh, Number three is Lupita. I'm talking about, bro, Black Panther. Black Panther 2. Oh, my fucking goodness. That uh, goofy-ass Jordan Poole movie. But man, Lupita, oh my god, she's beautiful. She is fucking beautiful. And number one, my number one celebrity crush is Regina Hall. I've been a fan of this woman since the first fucking scary movie. And, you know, think like a man and it's that fucking smile. Like Regina Hall is drop dead gorgeous to me. Uh, and if y'all can y'all can just spam her comments and get her on the podcast sometime. But that would be that would be amazing. But, yes, those are my celebrity crushes. So, uh, number 10. If a Muslim man wants to marry a non-Muslim woman, does she have to convert? Excellent question. Uh, So, uh, let me say this. So, uh, if she's Christian or Jewish, then no. So, uh, Muslim men can marry... Christian women and Jewish women, because Judaism and Christianity preceded Islam. So they were here first, and then Islam came. So we can marry them, right? But let's say you're a non-Muslim woman. You don't technically have to convert, but the children would be Muslim. So in Islam, we believe that the children follow the religion of the father, right? Which is why Muslim women can only marry Muslim men. So, so let's say a Muslim woman gets with uh, a Christian man, then the chi- the children will be Christian because they're gonna follow the follow the religion of the father. So that's why a Muslim woman cannot marry a non-Muslim man because it's about the children's religion. But me, if I let's say I marry a Jewish woman, then I'm still gonna raise those children Muslim. If I marry a Christian woman, or a uh, you know a a, a atheist woman then they're still going to be muslim because they're going to follow the religion of the father that's the beliefs right so uh no she does not have to convert but let me say for me personally uh me personally i wouldn't right i'm i i I wouldn't marry a non-muslim like i I just wouldn't it's just not something that i would be interested in doing because there are going to be too many differences right so if she's a uh an an atheist or she's a Christian or she is a Jewish there's gonna be too many cultural, you know, differences and in, 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 in just your everyday life. So so we're not gonna have religious conversations every day when Andrew be sitting up talking about, Oh yeah, nigga Prophet Muhammad was, you know, and yeah, and Isa alayhi salam like that's just not gonna be an an everyday thing, but they're gonna be just daily things, you know what I'm saying? That are gonna come up and it's like oh shit like I just walk in the house you cooking pork chops like oh stock for the law you know what I'm saying or I walk in the house and you got a big ass Christmas tree it's like like shit like that is it that's gonna be too much you know what I'm saying because it, it it's gonna violate you know we, we gonna violate each other you feel me type shit so it it's just too much of a hassle to go through so that's the re- so I would just avoid all of that you know what I'm saying like nah. We ain't we ain't, we ain't gonna do that. So that's just me personally. But no, she would not have to convert if she's Jewish or Christian. <coughs> so next question. Question eleven. What's the biggest differences between Islam and Christianity? So Christianity, like I said Christianity was here first before Islam. Um but the biggest differences from, you know, you know, I was raised Christian. I was born Christian, you know what I'm saying? Baptized at like twelve years old, some type of shit. You know, I didn't become Muslim until 2010 when I came home from prison. You know what I'm saying? I took my shot out of 2010. So it's going on 13 years that I've been Muslim. So, uh, <coughs> but the biggest differences that I know is just uh, the, the main one would be the role of Jesus, you know, or as we call him, Isa alayhi salam. Uh, so we don't believe that Jesus was the son of God. And, Christianity is unique in that fact where they believe uh, Isa or Jesus is God's son, like actual son, right? So they're unique in that fact because, in, because they're the only religion that believes that. No other religion believes that that's God's son. They, you know, we, we revere Isa and we have a whole chapter dedicated to Mary, mother of Isa, you know what I'm saying? But we don't believe that that was his son. We believe that Isa Allahissalam was a prophet of Allah, and uh, so that would be a difference. in uh, The amount of times we pray, Muslims pray five times a day, obligatory prayers. Like it's not, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go sleep. Or I just feel like, no, nigga, you, these these are these are prayers you have to do. Then you can do your extra prayers. But you have to do these five. So that, and uh, I'm gonna just be honest, while I. I just believe that uh, Muslims follow the book more than Christians, you know, in my personal opinion. I believe Christians are a little more lax in their religion, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I believe it's like, it, it's basically some God knows my heart type shit and not I got to do what the books say. And, and it's in Islam, it's like, I got to do what the books say, which is why you see Muslim women wearing hijabs. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they ain't just... It's not a fashion statement or they being cute. No, that's what the books say. That's not what the fuck she wants to do. She don't want to put all this shit on and it's fucking 85 degrees. But that's what the books say. So I just believe that we follow the book a little more than Christians do. So that's those are some of the biggest differences that I've seen. Next question. Could you convert to a different religion if you wanted to? Uh, Yeah, sure. I've never seen it happen. I've never seen a muslim turn christian or a muslim turn jewish. I've never seen that. I've seen plenty of other people turn muslim, but I've never seen a muslim turn to another religion. Now, what I will say is I'll see a muslim stop practicing. So, before um a muslim goes and, you know, joins a church or, you know, goes to the synagogue, he'll just stop practicing Islam and like won't be anything else. Because the the beliefs and the tenets of the religion are so vastly different that it's hard to go from one extreme to the other. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to believe that, all right, this is not God's son. So yeah, that's his son. Like what? Like, nigga, what the like, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 just so drastic. The the differences are so stark that I've never seen it go the other way. Now I ain't gonna cap. I've seen Christians turn Muslim. I've never seen a Jewish person turn Muslim but I've seen Christians turn Muslim, but I've never seen a Muslim ter- person turn Christian. I've never saw that. But could I? Yeah, I could. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I could. Alright, so next question. What are your thoughts on poly relationships? Uh, They're very fucking trendy right now. Them shits is trending. Everybody is, you know, hashtag poly. <clears throat> but I believe that uh, it has uh, cultural relevance uh, religious relevance and I believe it could help a lot of black women right so in Islam you know I'm Muslim so you know uh, we can have up to four wives Uh, that's a part of the decree it's part of the religion and that's so every woman can have a man right so it's a lot of Bum-ass niggas out here. There's a lot of ain't-shit niggas out here. You know, uh, you know, a lot of niggas just want to sit on the couch and play the game. A lot of niggas want to stand at the gas station asking you for change type shit. It's just a lot of that going on. So, these niggas are not worthy of, of, of a lot of women, right? So, the women that are ready can be with the man. So, so I believe that that probably would, would help in that Uh. I don't. I personally don't believe it, it. I believe it's too trendy, though. Currently, I believe it's too trendy, and like people are just trying to people. People want to be cute about it, and 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 they're not. They're not understanding that this is a. So they're taking a, a a monogamous mindset into a polygamous relationship, and that will never work. That will never work. So you have to understand the entire dynamic of the relationship is is forever changed. And I don't think that, that that people take that that much into account. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of, all right, yeah, yeah, we got this other chick going on, but this this is my man, and da 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 da. So you, it, it's just it's not that. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that that's really where a lot of this shit goes wrong. But uh, I'm here for it. You know, I I I think it's going to become more and more common. Personally, I I, I believe it's going to be more and more common because. The pickings are slim out here, people, and everybody not serious, and the motherfuckers that are serious are just gonna link up, and I I I believe it's gonna happen more and more. But I'm for it for sure. Uh, in the bedroom, are you dominant? It says in the bedroom, dominant or be dominated. Uh, definitely dominant. Uh, (laughs) Don't try to dominate me. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, don't try. I'm definitely dominant. Don't, don't, don't try that. Uh, next question: Is love important to you? Why or why not? Hmm. Not really. Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh because it's a feeling, right? So anyone who knows me, and that's that's why you asked me this question, because you know me, right? I'm not a feelings type of person. I'm a very pragmatic, matter-of-fact type of nigga, right? So feelings don't really matter a lot to me, which has probably been the downfall of a lot of my relationships. But guess what? I don't feel. So uh, no, love is not super important to me because it's it's a feeling, right? So a motherfucker will, and and, and I tell people this all the time, Ike loved Tina. Who gives a fuck? He was whooping her ass for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ike loved her. So your love may not look like shit. Fuck your love if if you're not what's good for me. So the fact that you have a strong feeling or a strong attachment towards me, is is that supposed to matter to me? Fuck no. How does your love manifest? How do you manifest your love? By breaking my windows when I don't answer the phone? By bleaching my motherfucking clothes when I'm at work? Fuck your love if that's your love. You know what I'm saying? But but motherfuckers want to call this love. So I just believe we have a poor excuse of what we're calling love these days. And motherfuckers don't even know what love is for real. But no, that feeling and that strong attachment doesn't matter to me at all because your love may be bad for me. Your love may hurt me. So why should I give a fuck about it? Fuck you in that love. Take that shit somewhere else, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not here benefiting, if you're not here to see me win, if you're not here to help me get to the next level, fuck what your, fuck what your love is. Your love might be keeping me stagnant. Your love might be abusive. Fuck your love then. But I love you, so? You just punched me in the fucking face. I love you, so? You just cheated. I love you, so? I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? How, how does your love manifest? Motherfuckers want you to care about their feelings when they don't care about your reality. Fuck your love. So no, love is not important to me at all. Respect is. Respect is extremely important to me. I'll die for it. I'll kill for it. I ain't killing and dying for love. I'll kill and die for respect. Fuck your love. (laughs) So next question is, what is a common misconception about men that women have? Uh... Almost every fucking thing y'all think about men is wrong. Uh, The most common misconception is that y'all know what men want. A lot of women are listening to a lot of bitches that don't know what the fuck they are talking about. Y'all choosing these bitches as y'all leaders. Y'all adapting these behaviors. And these bitches have no clue how to keep a man. So. Like I say, almost everything that y'all believe about men is a misconception. Which is why your relationships aren't working. Because you don't know what the person you want wants. And you never gave a fuck. You never cared about what the person you want wants. Okay, well I want this nigga. But what do this nigga want? This nigga want a bitch that cook. This nigga want a bitch that clean. This nigga want a bitch that don't argue, and fuss and fight, that don't embarrass him, that don't try to match. You don't give a fuck about what he want. You just care about getting them. Once you get them, you don't know how to keep them, which is why you ain't never kept them, or why you ain't never got them. Cause he seen you from afar. Nah, bitch. Yeah, fuck. What the fuck is you want me? Nah. I, I see. I see right now. You ain't that. So almost everything y'all believe is a misconception. But the main one is that y'all know what the fuck we want, and you don't. Because you never really gave a fuck about what your nigga wants. It's just now becoming a conversation of men's happiness, and, and it never mattered before. Y'all ain't never get, listen, ain't nobody ever gave a fuck if your grandfather was happy. Nobody ever gave a fuck if that man was happy. It's just now becoming a conversation. And I'm fucking 40. It's just now becoming a thing in 2023. This is as of, you know, the last couple years. This ain't no, this ain't been no 10 years running. You know what I'm saying? This shit is new. Motherfuckers, man, it's like, hold on, bitch. I, 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 I. I can be happy, too. I, I I need to be happy, too. And what's the pushback? Oh, these niggas sassy. These niggas want you to chase them. Nah, bitch, I, my happiness just matters just as much as yours do. That's it. But since it's the first time y'all hearing this, we getting all the pushback. But the biggest misconception is y'all listening to a bunch of dizzy bitches that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and they leading y'all the wrong way. Next question. Do you feel that black people are our own downfall? Uh that's kind of a trick question. So all people are their own downfall, right? So white people are white people's downfall. Chinese people are Chinese people's downfall. Arabs are Arabs' downfall, right? You know, Hispanics are Hispanics' downfall. You feel me? So black people aren't the only ones that have issues, right? There are many of groups of people that fucking hate each other. Look at Russia and Ukraine. Are white people white people's downfall? It's only white people over there. Ain't no niggas over there in Russia or Ukraine. Ain't no niggas over there. So are white people white people's downfall? When Hezbollah and, you know, be, was beefing, are Arabs Arabs' downfall? North Korea and South Korea, the reason the country divided, are Koreans, Koreans downfall. So, you know, it it it's a lot, but I understand the question, and I'm gonna get to it, but I was just trying to make a point that it's not just us. We ain't the only ones that have issues. That and that's the point that I was trying to make. But of course we are our own downfall, right? But we have uh uh we have a situation, we have a we have a unique situation that these others don't, right? So uh, I'm going to speak on black Americans here, right? Because black Americans have been put in a situation like no other fucking people on the planet. So we a little more fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Because of, you know, the conditions that we've had to survive and endure, right? So is that, an, uh, I'm not excusing, I'm explaining. I'm not excusing, I'm explaining. I'm not excusing the behavior I'm explaining why they exist. Just had to make that clear, right? So the reason, you know, the murder rate is what the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying, type shit, and, you know, in the Philadelphias and the Chicagos and the Detroit's and the LA's and the Atlanta's and shit like that is because of the conditions, right? But we didn't create the fucking conditions. You know, we didn't choose the worst parts of the cities and the worst schools and the you know, we we were relegated to these portions and relegated to these situations. And it's a product of, of that displacement. So these are the outcomes. Now, is that an excuse? Absolutely not, because you're still responsible for what you do no matter what situation you're in. You know what I'm saying? No matter the circumstances, you're still responsible for your actions. So we're still held accountable, but we have to look at, that wizard of oz behind the curtain that's pulling the strings as well and you know understand that it's not totally our fault but we're totally responsible if that makes sense it's not totally our fault but we're still totally responsible as a black man what is something in society that that can significantly and positively improve y'all image I don't give a fuck about improving our image. Uh, I don't give a fuck about what society thinks. And, and, you know, this is me personally. Again, this is me personally. Some people may care about, you know, how the world looks at black men. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about what nobody outside thinks about me or what the fuck I'm doing, right? Because what they're not going to tell you is that black fathers in America are the best black fathers in America today are the best fathers in the world in history this is not my opinion I am not pulling this shit out of my ass there are studies that back up what the fuck I'm saying you don't believe me Google the CDC they did a study. Black fathers are the best... Fa- fuck it, let me tell you. Your grandfather wasn't sitting down with your with your aunties and aunts doing homework. He was probably beating your grandmama ass. And he had another family on the other side of town. Your grandfather was not an active father in his children's lives. Black men today have more meals with our our children. We attend more school events than our children. We attend more doctor's appointments with our children. We spend more free time or play time than our children. We do more activities such as video games, movie theater, skating, et cetera, with our children than any other man on the planet. Black men today spend more time with our children than any other man. We got white men beat. We got Hispanic men beat. We got Arab men beat. We got uh, Asian men beat. We got every fucking body beat. We are the best fathers in the world today. And the fathers today are the best fathers there have ever been in history. So black men. Are the best today, are the best fathers in fucking history. That ain't gonna be on the news. That's not the narrative. That's not our image. That's our reality. I don't give a fuck about our image. I know what we're really doing. I'm not trying to prove to a bunch of motherfuckers who I am and what I'm doing. I'm trying to prove to my kids who I am and what I'm doing. I'm trying to prove to my mama and my sister. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to prove to my family who I am and what I'm doing. I don't give a fuck about what society think about me. Fuck y'all. I'm not about to go out here and try to perform acts to make you look at me in a better light. Suck my dick. Because I'm actually doing the motherfucking work. I'm actually getting it in. Fuck what you think. These are the facts. Everything I just said, look it up. Don't believe me because I said it. Look it up. All facts. Voila. Good question, though. Next question. When in a professional setting, do you feel the need to, quote, unquote, talk white, as they say? Uh, Of course not, sweetheart. Of course not. That's why I tattooed Africa on my right hand and Ubuntu on my left hand. That's why I have a tattoo on my fucking face. I want motherfuckers to know where I stand before I even open my mouth. I got a tattoo of Africa on my fucking hand. I got a face tattoo. I have a face. I was what? I I'm about to say at 39. I got it at 38. So I got it last year. I got a face tattoo. And I'm about to get another one. I'm not assimilating I'm not code switching. I'm not doing none of that. I am what I am. And the so it's a gift and a curse too, right? But the thing is I ain't never seen the curses, right? So I'm me no matter what room I'm in. I'm me no matter who's around. Can't nobody who know me say a motherfucker ever it up and I start acting different. Can't no motherfucker who know me say, oh, we went over here and this nigga started start he he you know what I'm saying? He, he was on he was on something else. I'm me everywhere. I don't know how I, I can't turn this shit off. I wouldn't I wouldn't know how and I wouldn't want to, but I can't turn this shit off. And has it hindered me from from some opportunities? Very fucking possibly. I don't know. Cause I didn't get them. You know what I'm saying? Has it hindered me? So probably. I don't care because those opportunities weren't for me if I can't be me and get them. See, that's the thing. I don't want every dollar. I don't want to be in every room. I don't want it. I ain't trying to kiss nobody's ass or be something that I'm not. So if I got to be something that I'm not to get something, then that's something I don't want. If I got to be somebody else to get it or to get in or to be next to this person, that ain't nowhere I want to fucking be. If I can't get that shit as me, I don't want it. That be it a job, be it a relationship, be it a friendship, be it an opportunity, be it, I don't give a fuck what it is. Fuck your money. If I can't get that shit being me, I got to be another motherfucker to get that bag? That ain't the bag I want. Let me go get this bag being me. You know what I'm saying? But that's principles. That's morals, you feel me? And, you know, some motherfuckers. They, they, wherever the bag at, whatever, whatever I gotta do to get to it, then that then that's what they're gonna do. I ain't never been that person. My mama say it all the time. I swear to God, my mama said, She's like, You've been that way since I met you. She say that shit all the time. I'll be doing some ill shit, some, you know what I'm saying, some wild shit. You've shit, you been that way since I met you. I don't know how to be nothing else. And I wouldn't want to be. Because I'm dope. Like, the fuck? Fuck out of here. I'm dope as hell. So fuck no, nah, I ain't switching my voice. you going to look at this Africa on my hand. And hell no, nah, I ain't switching my motherfucking voice. What? Fuck y'all. Uh, with you being so intellectual, do you find it hard to relate or empathize with others? Absolutely, fucking lutely Absolutely. So, and, and this goes back to the feeling shit, right? So I don't understand everybody's feelings. So I can't relate. I can't empathize. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a very matter of fact. I'm very pragmatic. I'm very ab- about the logic of the situation. I don't really care how you feel about it. What happened? What are the details? You know? And it it definitely comes off as cold. Uh, my mother would say, I lack compassion. That's how she put it. That's a, that was a very nice way of saying you're an asshole but she says I lack compassion. Uh I've been called uh an emotional Nazi. I don't know how to care about shit that I don't care about. I do I've not figured out how to care about things that I don't care about and I don't want to. So yes, it's absolutely I so uh as you're seeing from this movie, iRobot. Robot, uh, he says. Will says, "Just you're the last same man on earth make you crazy." I feel alone a lot of the times. Then every once in a while, I'll run across a nigga like me. So I got a couple of homies that's like me. So we relate. But like I don't, I don't fuck with niggas every day. You know what I'm saying? I don't talk to niggas every month. I talk to niggas when I talk to niggas. I ain't, I ain't you know what I'm saying? I'm not very social. But, uh. But, that, like, those moments will let me know that I'm not alone. And they let me know, like, I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? It's like, really, real talk, y'all are tripping. You know, The and, and I say y'all, I mean the masses, the, the majority of people. You know, uh, because it's just, a, it, it. y'all just don't, y'all don't see how fake the world has become? Everything is a show. Nothing is genuine. There aren't any authentic people left. Everything is a fucking performance. Everybody putting on. I ain't fuck this. I don't rock with it. So I can't relate to y'all, how y'all feel, and I definitely can't empathize because I don't care enough to empathize. I don't even understand y'all. So how can I feel it? Feel me? (laughs) So uh next question is what is five more. So who says who is genuine <laughs> who is genuinely smarter? Men or women? Now, let me answer this question. Uh in 2010, uh nah, I ain't gonna say 2010. So if you would have asked me this question at 25, I would have said women. If you would have asked me this question when I was 25 years old, I would have said women you know what I'm saying like yeah hey, women are smart because I like men do stupid shit regularly right we do a lot of dumb shit like you know niggas sell drugs at 13 like you don't see your, this is not typical you know women behavior you feel me niggas do drive-bys and you know just dumb shit you know just fucking skydive it, like just the dumbest most extreme dangerous shit you could think of we do it right so for that reason, at that point, I would have said men, uh women were smarter. But then something changed. And I noticed men don't get finessed the way women get finessed. So I've seen women, you know, let niggas borrow their car and he going to fuck other bitches. I've seen women... Get quote un air quotes tricked because she wasn't tricked, uh, and having a, a bum ass nigga's baby, and this nigga don't take care of the other kids that he had before, but n- you think he gonna take care of yours? You know what I'm saying? So shit like that don't happen to men. Shit like that don't like it. It just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So women can't be smarter because the dumbest shit happens to y'all. By dumb niggas. And these ain't no genius levels niggas that's finessing y'all. These is Pookies and Ray Rays. These are some dummies. Y'all get finessed by the most hoodest, uneducated niggas in the world, but claim y'all so smart. Because you're emotional. Because you love them. We don't care. Men don't care. About how much we love you, nah, bitch. Yeah, if you don't get the fuck out of my face with that goofy ass shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just a, a, a different thing. So men are smarter because we don't get we don't get finessed like y'all get finessed. And I, you know, it took me up until about 25 to learn that to learn that fact. Like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, these bitches these bitches are slow, bro. Like, yeah, they got all the degrees in the world, but yeah, th- these bitches is dumb. Because they keep getting finessed by all the wrong niggas. How does that happen if you're smart? Please, somebody answer that for me. Please, somebody hear this podcast and, you know, and, and, and come on the podcast to debate the shit. Fuck it. Come on with it. Open invitation. Yeah, men are smarter. Next question. Name five things you plan to accomplish before you die, inshallah to all of them. Uh, five things I plan to accomplish before I die. Well, number one is I'm going to get this book out this year. I'm going to finish my first book this year, and I'm going to start writing my second one, because I already know what it is, right? So I'm going to complete this book within the next three months. That's number one. Uh, Number two is I want to get my Ghanaian uh, citizenship. I want to get my dual citizenship from Ghana. If you don't know, if you're a black person in America, you can get your... uh, Dual citizenship from Ghana. Uh, uh, you know, get the Ghanaian passport, you know, and you're a motherfucking Ghanaian citizen. You know what I'm saying? Is their form of reparations for their for the part that they played uh, in the transatlantic slave trade. So they're like, all right, come on home, God damn it. We know we fucked up. You know, some bullshit happened. Now we're giving you the opportunity to come on home. So finish my book. Get my, uh, go back to Africa. Get my Ghanaian passport. That's two. Uh I want to make I want to make Hajj inshallah. So I want to, you know, take my pilgrimage to Mecca. That should have been number 1 on the list, but yeah. Uh so yeah, that's three things. I Hmm. I don't know. I I mean I know. I just I, I'm not comfortable talking about them. But so finish the book, get the Ghanaian passport, go to Hajj uh travel some more man travel some more i want i want to i want to i want to travel some more you know go to some more countries uh shit I don't know i don't know i got to think of the fifth one i don't know that's 4 i don't know i got to think of the fifth one i don't know give me a minute i got to think of that other one so as a man from the hood what kept you going even after you got locked up other than your kids this is a superb fucking question as a man from the hood what kept you going after you got locked up got locked up in 2005 came home in 2010 uh, and like I say I've been at home for 13 years it will be 13 years in July that the kid has been home and like I say, shit, I haven't been back, and y'all have seen some of the accomplishments that I've made, you know, created a podcast, quit my job, started driving trucks, you know. Y'all, you know, some some of the little shit that a nigga done did, you know, since then. But what kept me going besides my kids? So, you know, definitely my children are my number one motivating factor. But I'm petty. I'm, like, like I don't think motherfuckers understand exactly how petty I am. Like, I'm petty as fuck, right? I'm extremely vindictive and petty. So I knew it was motherfuckers out there that didn't believe. Y'all remember that uh, that interview with DJ Khaled? Like, these motherfuckers didn't believe in us. God did. You, God, these motherfuckers didn't believe in us, and you playing with this shit? God did. Like. When I came home in 2010, I'm not gonna mention no names, but when I came home in 2010, I was living with this uh, young lady because I w- so I was 27 years old when I got out of prison, right? Uh, I'm 27, and I didn't want to be living with my mama at 27, so I moved in with this chick. You know what I'm saying? And we, you know, she was coming to see me when I was locked up and shit. I hadn't knew her before I went to jail. You feel me? So, boom, I knew, you know, so we was fucking, before I with the prison. Boom, I go to prison. She writing me, sending me letters, sending me money. Motherfucking draw six, seven hours to, to come up north to come see me, type shit. So when I come home, all right, fucking let's rock. You know what I'm saying? You been holding nigga down? Let's do it. So I come home, probably stay at the old bird, probably about a week. Grab my shit, boom. I'm I'm over here, baby girl. My mama told me don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a year and a half pro. My mom I'm like don't don't move in with that bitch. Like I know you don't want to stay here, but nigga you need to stay here. I'm like man, I'm I'm sleeping on the motherfucking air mattress, and shit. I'm like, nah, I can't do it, baby. I gotta go. You know, I'm literally sleeping on my mother's floor in a fucking air mattress in 2010. You know what I'm saying? No cap. Fresh out the prison, fresh out the penitentiary. Plugging up the air mattress in the living room. Nigga, putting the sheets and the pillows down on that bitch. All my motherfucking clothes in my in in, in the back room, in my son's room, in a in, in a box. Everything I own. You feel me? This was 2010. No cap. So everything you see now is everything since then, since that day. I, that's where I started. You know what I mean? But anyway, so, yeah, I ain't, I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, let me get the fuck up out of here at least. So baby girl got to had an apartment. Boom, I go, I grab my shit and move in with her. Boom, she, she, you know what I'm saying, she going to work. I'm, you know, doing nothing. I'm on the fucking computer filling out applications and shit, trying to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Probably it was probably about a month. About a no, nah, it, it might have been longer than a month, probably about two months. And I'm getting, I'm trust me, I'm getting back to the question, but this is this is this is this is it, right? So i but I'm gonna get back. I haven't forgot about the question, so it's probably about two months before uh, uh, of the you know, oh, I'm so happy you home, awesome, happy you home to nigga, what you got on these bills, bitch. What I just walked up, bitch. What. The fuck is you talking about? Yeah, like, like you, you, you see me every day. Like, do you see me going to a job? Where the fuck I'm gonna get some money from? You know what I'm saying? So I, so it's about a sixty day run of, yeah, nigga, I happy you home to nigga, you just a burden, and and talking to me crazy. I mean, talking crazy. You can ask my nigga. Ask my nigga Tim. You can ask my nigga Tim, my nigga Joe, my nigga T. I ain't no reef yet. You can ask Tim, Joe, and my nigga T. Because them the niggas I used to pull up on, and drink with, and 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 talk to, like nigga, the fuck I'ma do, bum? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Woo, woo, blood, like, like man, this bitch talking to me crazy in the crib, and woo, woo, woo. What I'ma do? I ain't got no more fucking bread. Niggas like, shit, what you mean? What you gonna do, nigga? Do what you do best. A.K.A. go back to the streets. What J.D. can say, I got an asshole full of parole, my nigga. I got a year and a half of parole left with a 10-year tail. Any fuck up, I can go back in the penitentiary for 10 more years. One slip, and I almost slipped twice. Because I definitely went back to the streets. Almost slipped twice. Almost blew it two fucking times. One time, I was actually in cuffs. Them motherfuckers let me go. I'm going to tell y'all that story another time. I was in fucking cuffs. Them niggas let me go. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar. All right, but anyway. So, these this bitch talking to me crazy because I'm a burden. You know what I'm saying? And so, I go back to the streets and shit. You know, half-ass hustling, half-ass scared type shit. And you know, but I said all that all this to say, the way this motherfucker was talking to me is what forced me to do some shit that I didn't really want to do. Right, so that became a thing. And then there was another situation. That one, that one, not done. But there's another another thing that happened. And I don't even want to say the person's name. I don't even want to mention who the person was. But this motherfucker let me know. That you like basically you ain't shit type shit. You feel me? So I'm like, damn. This like like now mind you, and 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 this is no exaggeration. This is no I'm I'm not bullshit. Before I went to prison, and these motherfuckers knew me, the motherfucker, the, the chick who was talking to me crazy, and this other person who I'm not gonna mention, these motherfuckers knew me before I went to prison. Before I went to prison, I was hood-fucking-rich. I spent a quarter of a million dollars in 2004. At least. $250,000 in 2004 alone. I was getting money, money. So, this is the nigga I am. And mind you, I'm I'm getting this type of money I was in college. I w- like, I ain't never been a bum. It's never been a time in my life where I've been a bum. Graduated high school, 17, went to motherfucking college. So, like, now that I'm no longer in school, because I, like I said, I started something dope at 13. By the time I'm 15, I'm great at it. By the time I'm 16, 17, i moved out my mama's house. You know what I'm saying? I got apartments all over. I got cars. I got jer- I'm. I spent a quarter million dollars in 2004. I'm getting money. I ain't never been a bum. So the fact that these motherfuckers is talking to me like this when when I come home is mind-boggling to me because y'all know who the fuck I am. I paid one of y'all's mortgage before. You know exactly who I am. But you think it's over. You don't believe. You don't think this is just a season. You think this is the end of my story at 27. I was only 27 when this shit happened. Two months out the penitentiary. And you think this is the end of my story? Wow. What does I say? Wow. You got me fucked up. You don't believe. That's what motivated me. That more than anything is the reason I am what I am today. Because motherfuckers close to me didn't believe. Motherfuckers close to me talking crazy to me. Out the side of their motherfucking neck, like they don't know who the fuck I am or what I'm capable of. Like I'm like I'm a stay-down. Like, are you nuts? Do you know who I am? You must you, you must have forgot. Let me remind you. You know what I'm saying? And again, so I just started one step at a time. I'm about to knock down this big-ass accomplishment one step at a time. I'm about to complete this big-ass task by turning it into a million little tasks. So what did I do? I got back to school first thing I did. Got back in motherfucking school. Registered for school. Got a motherfucking... I ain't even know about school checks. Like, I wasn't hip. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't hip to that. Got a motherfucking school... A refund check. Oh, psh. I ain't gonna cap. Bought, got, bought a bag. Bought, got some clothes and bought a bag. Now I'm up. And I'm fresh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, now I'm off ass. You feel me? Because I was off ass at first. I ain't gonna cap. Got this little school check. Went shopping, bought a bag, flipped that, bumped into somebody, you know, who was family. We re, we we connected, so I had just got out and he had just got out. That you know became a a a, a lucrative relationship. End up getting a fucking job, my homie was uh so it was a store. It was it used to be a Simply Fashions downtown, uh across the street from the King homes. My homie was supposed to be doing security at the Simply Fashions. Right? But he had got another job right before. So he called my phone, he like, Bro, you, you looking for a gig? I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I need something to tell my parole officer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to have something to tell this nigga. Shout out to G. G was cool as fuck, though. I ain't going to lie. My P.O. was cool as hell. But I needed something to tell this nigga. So my man, like, shit, you want to get? Now, imagine, this month three. All this is month three. I've been out 90 days. You feel me? So my man hit me, like, yo, nigga, whoop, uh, shit, my homegirl on this store downtown, you know what I'm saying, friend of the family, she need a security guard. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to do it, but I gotta start this at the job. You, like shit, I talk to threw her your name? I'm like, hell yeah. He give me the number, I call her. She like she be at the store tomorrow at eight. Bring her lunch. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be there all day. <laughs> Say less. What the fuck are you talking about? And that's all I did. I didn't I didn't do shit. So the the store had got robbed because it was all women working there. It was like two older ladies and two young chicks that worked in this motherfucking store. That was it, right? And a nigga walked in and robbed him, didn't even have a gun. Just like, bitch, give me the money. You know what I'm saying? And the old lady gave the money up. You know what I'm saying? And the nigga ran out. So she was just like, I just need a man in the store. I just need, you know what I'm saying? So I was saying all these women in there by themselves, you know, handling all this money, locking up and all that shit. So she's just like, I, she like, nigga, all you got to do is stand there. They don't got to do shit. So that's all the fuck I did. I used to stand in the fucking, uh, in the front of the fucking store on Twitter all day. This was when Twitter first started popping. This 2010. Twitter was popping. Instagram wasn't even out yet. You know what I'm saying? So I used to stand in front of the fucking store downtown all day on Twitter. On the fucking, on my break, I'd go downtown, uh, go down the street to the casino. I was right down the street from Greektown Casino. You feel me? So that that's what the fuck I did. So I'm getting this check. You know what I'm saying? Getting the check from my bag and I go to school like three days a week. So I was, I was so like I say, one step at a time. You feel me? I'm doing good. I'm doing better. One step at a time, one step at a time. Now, now, mind you, my fire is these two motherfuckers in my life. That's my motivation. You know what I'm saying? That that that's it. At this point, that's my motivation. Them two motherfuckers and in, 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 in the way they talk to me. So now I got a now I got a point to prove, and that's all I ever really need is a point to prove. Once you give me a point to prove, I'm like a fucking bulldozer. I I will never stop shitting on you. You know what I'm saying? So long story short, that went on, leveled up, leveled up some more, leveled up some more, ended up getting another gig, and I fucked around and signed a list. So I I get the job at this plant, and uh, I'm a temp. It was a plant out in Wayne, Michigan. I'm a temp, and they put up a list. I I was probably at the plant for about a week, and they put a list near the time clock about a high-low class. Uh, they like, you got to have at least a year One, you got to be a fucking employee You can't be a temp You got to have been there at least a year to sign a list So I look at the list the first day, don't nobody sign it Second day is one name on the list Three days later, it's only two names on the list So I'm like, fuck it I signed the motherfucking list The nigga called me on a Saturday Like, hey, next week, Saturday, you coming to high-low class? I'm like, fuck yeah Next week, Saturday, I'm in the motherfucking high-low class. You know what I'm saying? I ain't ain't doing security at Simply Fast no more because I'm in the plant. So uh, next week, Saturday, I go to the motherfucking high-low class. Boom. Do the high-low test, watch some videos, go out there, get some shit on the high-low, stack one box on top of another, and take it down, and I got my high-low license. Ever since then, I've never had to look for a job. That fucking weekend and that fluke-ass high-low class – On a list, I wasn't even supposed to sign, but signed anyway, I have not had to look for a job ever since I got a high low license everywhere every fucking plant in America needs high low drivers as soon as I did that i i like i ain't I've been u a w all type of shit ever since you know what I'm saying, and I don't do shit at work but drive a high low unload and unload trucks, take shit to the line type shit so that happened. Then my nigga sold me a Cadillac, a beautiful ass Cadillac. Then I got ended up getting lucked up on a crib, got a crib. So, mind you, the whole time is I'm. Then I graduated. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I graduated. You know what I'm saying? Uh, First, I got my socials to read it. I got my back. Man, listen, all of this shit because motherfuckers talked to me crazy when I came home. So that has been my motivation besides my kids. The way motherfuckers didn't believe I would ever be shit again. And that was crazy because it's like I'm 27. And I ain't never not been shit. But I, I don't know. I guess it was like the first time Muhammad Ali got knocked out or something. Like the first time Muhammad Ali lost. And like everybody was like, oh, he'll never be the same. It was like, I you know, like. I don't want to say motherfuckers was praying on my downfall, but or or just exploiting the opportunity to, you know, to 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 kick a nigga when he down, but I don't know who the fuck y'all think y'all be talking to. It ain't me. It can't be me. Because guess what? Both of them motherfuckers regret it. And and shit, dozens of more people after that. I ain't never lost. I might not win today, but I ain't never lost ever 39 years I ain't never lost and now they believe (sighs) next question (laughs) Uh, do you think racism will end no no racism will not end and it's crazy because racism is actually a new phenomenon if we're talking about you know the history of the world right racism is this is a very drastic change from the last question, but I like it, fuck it. But yeah, so racism is new. Racism just came along in the seventeenth century, right? So before that, you know, it, there was no no such thing as racism. There was tribalism, there was classism, but there was no such thing as racism before the seventeenth century, right? So that uh when they created whiteness, they needed to create whiteness, right? So, since then, since that, since its inception, right? Uh, now, that is. That's a. Racism is uh, a tool rich people use to control poor people. And it works. Right? So, you gotta understand. When uh, slavery was going on, uh, there were lots and lots of poor whites, just like there is today. There's so many poor white people in America. Y'all have no fucking idea how many poor white people there are in America. But it was the same back then, right? So what was the difference between the slaves and the poor white people? Nothing, really. Nothing at all. Y'all both ain't got shit. Y'all both ain't never going to get shit. The difference was, at least I'm not black. That's what the elites gave poor white people to make them feel better about not having more than the slaves that the poor white people couldn't even afford to own. You know what I'm saying? So you can't get a job, poor white man, because we got this slave to do it. Right, so now you can't feed your fucking family because we got free labor over here, but at least you're not black that worked wonders, and it be you know it it fucked up uh China, it fucked up uh arabs it fucked up fucking uh Mexicans. You know, because now they have a classism, you know, the dark skin Mexicans and, you know, the dark skin Chinese, you know what I mean? Like, now nah, that's that's the paradigm for the world. But it's really just a distraction to keep the people at the bottom fighting. So you're not worried about the people at the top who's fucking over you. But I still don't think it will end, even though it's it's it, 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 it's scientifically not even a fucking thing. And it's a relatively new phenomenon, but it fucking works. You know what I'm saying? All of this divisive shit. Oh, I'm Muslim. You Christian. I'm black. You white. He gay. You straight. Like, man, who gives a fuck about all of these divisive-ass fucking issues and, and and we all getting fucked over? I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. I'm from the North. You're from the South. Like, man, shut the fuck up. What are we talking about? If we ain't talking about the Lions and the Packers, because that's the only thing that's worth being divided over, go Lions. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? All of these dumbass issues that don't mean nothing to fucking men versus the women. Like, all of this stupid shit that's going on and is distracting us from the fact that fucking eggs is $10. What in the fuck? That's what the fuck we need to be worried about. I don't give a fuck what color you is. Eggs is the same price, right? Gas is the same motherfucking price, right? Cereal is the same motherfucking price, right? We all just out here trying to fucking feed our families. But instead of focusing on that, we worried about some dumb shit. You worried about who this motherfucker's sleeping with when they in their fucking bedroom. Why is that your business? What the fuck are we talking about? You worried about who this motherfucker prayed to. Why? Because when he done praying, he paying the same price for eggs you paying. Stupid. When you done fucking, who you fucking? You paying the same price for eggs that I'm paying. Stupid. So yeah, uh, I don't think it's gonna end, but it's stupid. Uh, last question, last fucking question. Uh, this was great. God damn, I'm gonna have to do this again. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna need a part two to this. Y'all gonna have to hit me with some more more fucking questions. Uh, I like this shit. Damn, I should have did this episode sooner. But uh, last question. Here we go. Do you think major social issues are purposely created or are they just revealed? Ma'am, I want to applaud you for your questions. You came with some heat, goddammit. Uh, so do I think they're created or just revealed? Uh, Both, right? some are revealed, some are created. Uh, Major social issues, you mean like 9-11? That was definitely fucking created, right? Uh, Or or revealed, you mean like uh, George Floyd or Mike Brown or Breonna Taylor. Shit like that is just revealed, right? But uh, so major social issues, right? So you're talking about paradigm shifts. So a major social issue where the fact where we're. Where, so what I think about when I when I hear this is w- once this has happened, we can't go back. We're no longer the same. We're forever changed after 9-11. Now we have TSA in the airports. We, we can never go backwards. That was a major social issue that has changed our lives forever. We are forever different because of 9/11. You understand uh, all of these fucking mass shootings that are happening at fucking grocery stores and schools. I believe that we're going to be forever changed. There's going to be a catalyst or a tipping point where we're going to we're going to, you know, go over the hill and we can't come back. Something is going to fucking ha- happen. Some change is going to happen where where we won't go back, right? Uh, and I believe sometimes it needs to happen. I believe sometimes it's an overreaction. It just really depends on the issue. But the world is fucking insane. I don't know. I don't... So, and this is crazy, right? This so... I was just having this conversation with my homeboy. Realistically, the world is safer than it's ever been. That's the reality. At the same time, the world is is scarier than it's ever been. So I'm trying to find a way to make the two coincide. Like, so what the fuck is going on? I'm safer. So if you look at the murder rates... They're trending down all over. Less people are being murdered in the United States year after year after year after year. That's a fact. Look it up. Anything I say, don't believe it because I'm saying it. Look the shit up. Every fucking year, the murder rate is dropping. Also, every year, the life expectancy is adding. So you're now expected to live longer than you've ever lived in the history of time. And you have a less chance of being murdered, right? So these are the realities. But at the same time, mass shootings are through the fucking roof. Niggas can't go to the movies. Niggas can't go to school. Niggas can't get groceries. You know what I'm saying? Niggas can't go to Walmart. Niggas can't go to gay clubs. Niggas can't do nothing without some fucking goofball walking in this bitch with a gun because he got bullied online or, you know, the bitch wouldn't go to the movies with him or something, whatever the fuck these niggas' motivations be. Who the fuck knows? But this is this is a reality now, right? There, there are no sacred places. Anywhere is on deck. These motherfuckers is going anywhere because, you know, they... So they had a segment on a on a on a on Bill Maher, where dude was talking about uh the Hollywood films that that these motherfuckers love and shit, like the uh the revenge films, like the fucking Born Nigga, or the uh, John Wick Nigga, you know, or the the Taken Nigga, uh, you know, the John Wick story. This nigga sitting at home chilling. Somebody kill his dog and steal his car and he go kill seventy-seven motherfuckers in an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? And so what they're saying is these type these young goddamn Caucasoid children is watching this shit and they getting bullied and picked on and they like, you know, they're trying to adapt these personalities, right? And now you taking this shit out on unsuspecting Moviegoers, or unsuspecting shoppers or unsuspecting marathon runners or unsuspecting, you know what I'm saying, whatever, school fucking children type shit. Motherfuckers ain't got nothing to do with you, nothing to do with nothing, going about our daily lives and now they're a victim of these tragedies. You feel me? So, we're in a different place. Statistically, we're safer. Realistically, it's scarier. You understand? So I don't I don't fucking know, man. I, I I don't know. It 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 really just depends on the issue. But some of this shit is revealed and some of this shit, I mean some of this shit is created and some of this shit is exposed. You know, and unfortunately, we happen to live in a world and under a system of government that will go through. To some extreme lengths to get what it wants. Case in point. It will bomb a motherfucking country if you got something that it wants. It will kill uh Muammar Gaddafi if you're impeding its progress. You know what I'm saying? It will invade in Afghanistan. We live in a, you know, in a motherfucking world and under a system of government that will go to great lengths to accomplish its goals so some shit is created but then we also have some inherent motherfucking problems in our society that now everybody's a reporter because everybody has a camera phone in their pocket so we're just exposing some shit that has been existing you know what I mean but damn, man, you came with some heat. You came with some heat. I'm going to have to get you on the show. We're going to have to get you out here, Philly. We're going to have to get you the fuck out here so we can come have just a a, a, a dope-ass motherfucking conversation because this was lit. Shout-out to this motherfucking Q&A. Shout-out to this motherfucking episode, man. Uh, I appreciate everybody who participated. Uh, yeah, this, this shit this shit was lit right here. And like I say, I'm going to work on whatever the fuck I need to work on to make sure that I'm getting these episodes out because, you know, I'll be on a roll for two to three weeks at a time. You know, I'm I'm leaving out in the morning. So I'm going to leave out and, uh, you know, I'm on a roll. And like I said, I don't really want to take my computers because I don't want shit to happen to them, you know what I mean, shit like that when I'm on a roll. But I'm going to figure out something where I can make sure that I'm uh, keeping up with my consistency because consistency is what got me here, and that's the reason y'all fuck with me, and I'm definitely going to keep hitting y'all with that shit. You feel me? Uh and there's a lot of y'all that's talented, but not like this while well, i uh for Hey said it was down for me S switched up it was a good down on me now I'm up W you want stuck with me Ni stuck cause <laughs> somebody else hating every time I look up Can't keep me down Can't keep me down.